Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Would a cap on developing new commercial buildings in Ireland, if we were to put a cap on that, would it help tackle the housing situation? Well, it's the suggestion from an ESRI think tank. They think the construction industry would actually divert their focus to residential building if there was a limit put on the number of commercial properties awarded planning permission each year. And I want to hear your thoughts on this today. Associate Professor of Social Policy at um, Maynooth University and the author of GAFs, Rory Hearn, is with us on the line. Rory, is this the right approach? I think it's needed. Um, You know, your listeners will be very familiar and I'm sure many of them are living the housing crisis right now, um, which is an emergency. And... What the report is, and it's very important that um, this report does get the focus, and I'm delighted you're, you're looking at it today because it's the ESRI is, is essentially an independent think tank um, that is does most of the research for the state, and the government commissioned this report, so it's not just a, you know, another report. This mm-hmm. is very, very significant, um, and what it essentially is saying is that key government plans that underpin all the investment in things like housing, healthcare, education. The National Development Plan and Housing for All, that essentially the kind of the assumptions or the models around population um, and level of investment that they that underpin those are now outdated and that essentially the targets for investment and delivery in the government's key plans, the National Development Plan and Housing for All, are inadequate and are insufficient and need to be increased. So when we hear, for example, the government saying it's going to build 30-odd thousand, or not it, but there is going to be 30-odd thousand homes built um, this year in Ireland, and that will meet the targets of close to 33,000. What this report is saying is that those targets are wrong, that they're actually, so they need to be substantially increased. Okay. And we've seen other people like the Housing Commission say, we we'll probably need between around 50,000 homes per year. So, so then, that's kind of the, the behind yeah. this uh, proposal. So, so, so would a cap then or a tax on non-housing construction, should that, should that be considered? Like, would that actually help then to prioritise residential development over commercial? It would, absolutely, because when you look at um, decisions, for example, around land and how land is used sites, you know, you can see them around towns and cities across the country, um, particularly the bigger cities. You see these sites sitting there vacant and they might have planning permission or they might be going for planning permission, for example, for a hotel, um, for offices. And if you have a tax on the development of hotels or offices, then the person who owns that land or the developer is clearly going to say, well, that's going to cost me a certain amount. But if there's not a tax on residential development, they're going to be more inclined to build homes rather than hotels or offices. And similarly, with planning permission, if you actually restrict, um, for example, and say we're, we're going to zone this area as only for residential and not for hotels, um, and offices, that clearly then means that if you have land, then you need to develop residential. Is it as simple we... as that, Rory, though? Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to this. Is it just as simplistic as, you know, if we, 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 we launch or we bring in a new tax or a levy for developers today on the development of commercial buildings, that builders across the country will just say, I'm not going to pay that. I'm going to start focusing now on, on residential and housing. Is it, is it that simple? 
It's not that simple. No, it's not, unfortunately, because there's a number of factors that influence why developers, landowners build what they build or propose to do. And this is an important point the report makes. that there's, there's, uh, We know that, for example, real estate development, the people who finance this, they can be banks or they can be global funds, that they kind of go for what is most profitable. And they have to make a calculation, okay, is this, you know, am I going to make money from this or not? And this is part of our problem, that we have a lot of our development is, is this kind of what's called speculative development. And so if you do tax something, then the profit is reduced. So therefore, they're going to go to something that they can make money okay. from. So taxation and, um, in particular does have an impact. And if we look, for example, at the, you know, the bill to rent, you know, that's very low tax. Those funds pay minimal, if any, tax. And okay. that's one of the reasons why we've seen that expand. I, a couple of other people, Rory, want to, to join us and, and share their thoughts on this as well. 1800 453 106. Stay, stay on the line. Um, I've Tony with us too. Tony, do you think we should have cap on uh, a cap on commercial buildings? Absolutely not, Andrea. I suppose uh, the ESRA uh, mainly academics, so they're coming from an academic viewpoint and maybe not necessarily the real world and possibly left to centre. When they talk about commercial property, the reality is the commercial property is there for a reason. Uh, one of the main reasons, it generates jobs and those jobs create tax from the people who work there and the enterprises also have other tax and that's how we run the state. That's how we have money for everything else. So while Rory says, let's divert it to uh, residential, great. It would be nice to have residential, but there are other ways to do it. If you stop commercial uh, properties being developed, you stop job creation. And we are very lucky here. We have full employment, which is very rare in most countries. But that's because of all the investment in commercial properties. And that's how we finance everything else. So if you choke off that commercial development to try and redirect it to residents, what you're actually doing is creating two problems. You're reducing employment so people won't have the money to buy any kind of a house, even if it's social housing. There will be how, no does it reduce, how does it reduce employment, Tony? Because people that are in the construction sector... Rory mentioned hotels, for example, right? A hotel employs loads of people. He mentioned offices. Most of those offices are businesses. They're not just something that's set up for the benefit of some company outside of the country to build it. It's the, you build the commercial property for a reason because you're running a business and you need people to run a business and they're employed and they pay tax. So big corporations, both external and internal, and even small ones, they make decisions based on whether they can make a profit out of a commercial operation and if they can employ the people. Are we if over? They can't build it. They can't employ people. They can't make a profit. You can't tax them, and you lose all that money. To are, are we oversubscribed, Rory, with uh, the number of commercial buildings that are lying idle or empty? Though, like, do yeah, we actually we are, have too many? And this is part of the issue. Um, you know, we have the office vacancy rate is around fourteen percent in Dublin. So that means you've got fourteen percent of office office buildings are lying idle. And you can see it in towns and cities around mm. the country as well, you know, shop um, buildings left vacant. And that's because the property that's owned and developed as commercial, as office or um, retail isn't just developed to run as a business. It's actually a business in and of itself to own those properties 
And so there's this issue, as I said earlier, of speculative development. It's not, and, you know, your caller is absolutely right to say we need offices, we need hotels, you know, to provide businesses, to provide the space for business. But in actual fact, a lot of the, the properties that are owned as offices, they're not owned by the businesses. You know, people are charged no, rent. So they're rent and the there's maintenance of, companies involved and there's a whole... Exactly. There's a huge part of this. And so we do have an issue with how our commercial property sector okay. is run. And, and the issue is there is it's this huge number of vacant offices. Andrea Horn is on the line as well. Andrea is a, a business owner in Dublin. But Andrea, like you've spoken previously about how you'd like to see the number of um, new hotels or the development of new hotels in Dublin limited. Do you think this cap on commercial buildings would it be a good step? Hi there. Yeah, absolutely. I echo a lot of what Rory has said. Um, we set up a project called No More Hotels with the more doing a lot of the work and the fact that we were so um, drenched in hotels, apart hotels, student accommodation and co-living. And what has happened is we, I think it's dangerous to pit commercial versus residential, as Tony was doing there, because obviously we need both. But um, any dog on the street will tell you that we've planned very badly in terms of what we've allowed our resources to be used on in terms of um, our the construction workers that we have. We have a very limited supply because they've nowhere to live. A lot of them are coming down from the north every day to build things that we don't necessarily need. I live in Dublin 8. I'm surrounded by white label hotels. I'm surrounded by um, student accommodation, which aren't providing housing in a crisis for people who live here. And what we're getting is temporary uh, visitors in hotels and in the student accommodation. They're coming for term time. So we're not getting community. We're not getting anywhere for people to live, to put down roots and what we're actually getting is we're actually facilitating um, enterprises, international enterprises and student accommodation that's, that's the, the finances go internationally rather than creating uh, f- uh, commercial activity that's benefiting Ireland, that has benefiting the people of Ireland and we're misspending our our money that we can spend on uh, what we need to build these properties because we're not building houses. So we're actually building a lot of the wrong things. We need absolutely student accommodation. We need Mm -hmm. hotels, absolutely. But we've nowhere for the people of Ireland to live. Tom Phillips is on the line too, Andrea. Tom, you're um, Managing Director of Tom Phillips and Associates. You're you're, you're an architect. Do you think this sort of, this is the right approach, a, a cap on building hotels and office blocks? Well, first thing, Andrea, I'm actually, I'm actually a town planner, not an architect. Apologies, I, Tom, apologies. No problem, no problem. I fundamentally disagree with Andrea and with Rory, and I would agree with Tony. We don't have too many hotels, and the last thing that we need to send out to people who fund development is a, the latest stunt in Ireland to restrict something. So we, we're not, as I think the verb that Andrea used was a wash or something with hotels. We're not. A board fault is not crying for restriction. Dublin City Council is. It doesn't specify what an over-concentration is, which is mentioned in the development plan. So we've asked them as planners, what does an over-concentration uh, mean? They can't tell us that. And you don't build more houses by stopping other forms of development because it's not a case that a, a builder who builds houses can automatically build offices. And the other thing that people are forgetting is the amount of lead-in time on these developments is years, not weeks. So you're sending a message out to the market that Ireland offices might work or hotels might work or may not and that just sends a complete scare to 
international finance, which is what pays for this. And a lot of the companies that are building these are Irish companies. It's not just a case. And by the way, we are Europeans. I don't know why we're fixated with Ireland. But there is a lot of foreign money and Irish money is building these. And the last thing they need is a restriction or tax. What you need is incentives to do things, not to tax everybody okay. else to benefit something. So we're totally counterproductive then, Rory. Like it's just sending out the wrong message. No, I, I fundamentally disagree with Tom. Um, and I think that if you look at it, as Andrea mentioned, you go around Dublin and you can go to Cork um, and increasingly to places like Limerick, you will see these large you know, hotels being developed. We see these student accommodation, which is owned by international funds. Um, and increasingly, you know, across Dublin, most of what is being built is this, you know, build to rent um, international capital and Irish capital that is making huge money, charging huge rents. And so the question is, is this the type of development we want? Is it hotels? Is it offices, apart hotels? You know, lots of cities and countries do this. They restrict the type of development that's possible because they don't want certain types of development because it's not true to say that there's not a competition between investment in commercial and investment in residential. You have to use land. Land is what is needed to build these buildings. And if that is a hotel, then it's not going to be residential. And so we do have to look at areas and see, okay, is this what we want? Is it more hotels built to rent or is it actually affordable housing? Is it mixed community spaces? And so if we look at Dublin in particular, like it has been very poorly planned and developed in terms of, you could argue it's very much a a, a capital city that is built around speculative of investment of these apart hotels, student accommodation, and much less so around affordable homes, you know, sustainable living, communities. And I think that there is a real issue with, you know, if we allow this continue, of course, Port Fault, you don't want, you know, to say there's a restriction on hotels because that makes money to tourism. But when we have um, hospitals like the Rotunda, you probably saw that during the week, that there's people commuting from other countries, hospital staff commuting from other countries. So we have to say, Okay, clearly we don't have enough homes for our workers. Well, we don't. We we we, do, we, we don't have enough homes, Tom. Like 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 that, that that is a huge issue for so many people. We just don't have enough homes. Absolutely, I'm, I'm every day of the week. I'm trying to build more homes. I'm and, I, and I'm trying to stop restrictions on co living and other forms of restrictions. Like where Ireland is brings in these incentives in terms of government plans to encourage people to build forms of residential development, and then a few years later, do a 180 degree turn and try and restrict them. So I'm all for it. But there are plenty of sites and I can think of in Dublin where we've looked in our office at it. Would it fit residential? No, it wouldn't. It will only fit hotels because there are different requirements. You have open space requirements that you have in, a, in housing. You don't have in hotels, etc. So not every site in the city, in Dublin or Cork or else, suits housing. Some of them suit hotels, some of them suit offices. Mm. And it's just we need to, 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 to remove restrictions. You can have development plans that facilitate development, but stop and, and constantly come up with these latest stunts of, of restricting things. You need to encourage the market to, put, to invest in Ireland and have the comfort and the certainty that if they put their money into development, that somebody won't come along and put a tax on it or change the tax halfway through the game. It's a really interesting conversation. A lot of people looking to get involved with this. We might come back to it after one today. This is the ESRI um, basically warning this new report. Housing construction just has to be prioritised. I want to hear your thoughts on it. 87 106 Lauren Cork says, what is the point in building more commercial properties when there's absolutely nowhere to live at the moment? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan 
weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.